another episode of the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon. And I'm your co-host, Roz. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching right now on YouTube, please look Sub down and subscribe. Hit subscribe button. Yes, please, please, please <laughs> subscribe to the channel. Guys, it is a new year. It is mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. We are so excited yes. about so many things that's going to happen in this year. I'm telling you, it's going to be an amazing year, guys. So we have to keep dreaming. We have to keep thinking big and setting those goals and everything. And what I have learned, I'm going to say this, within the last two years, when it comes to goals, everything we want to do, we may not be able to get it all done. But let me tell you, don't ever forget it don't mm -hmm. ever forget it you may be a little off but who say you are because god says we always in perfect timing mm -hmm. right so just keep going guys without those old dreams and stuff you got go back and look at some of them books that you done wrote that stuff down with it and give it life you know like a rebirth right. yep. you know bring life to it because it still has to be manifested mm -hmm. so this year 2020 we're gonna be doing that it's the year <laughs> of perfect vision <laughs> so guys everything that we have been writing down and everything i'm telling you guys it's gonna be manifested but we gotta stay focused and we gotta it's hard when I say this because we have so many distractions mm -hmm. in this world, mm -hmm. but we just have to stay focused on what we're doing and know that, you know, God is going to bring us through. Amen. 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 So I am excited. Happy New Year Happy to you. Happy New Year. First Monday of the new year. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Monday. Yes. Wow. 2020. 2020. I'm going to go get my vision check. Make sure my eyesight okay. is ready for this 2020 <laughs> vision. <laughs> hey, Lisa, we see you watching. Hey, hi. Um, yes. yes. So, you know, guys, and we always um, want to start our show off by talking about girl chat. So, you know, since it was um, the new year coming in, so, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So, how was your weekend? How uh, was your week? How, wow. Weekend, weekend. It's go by so fast, actually. Um, everything is fine. Just um, trying to, I want to shout out my oldest son. Mm. He has, I have been teaching him to move in silence. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't need to know what you're doing. Like, it's not for everybody to know what you're trying to do, because everybody who praying over you not really praying for you. Honey, they so praying. Be, be careful about <laughs> When people be like, I'm praying for you. When I say no. my prayers, I'm like, Lord, any of those prayers, it was not of you. Please remove them because you don't know. But shout out to my oldest son. Um, he has always wanted to be in a criminal justice field. Mm -hmm. um, and he is now, today was his first day in Charles County, Charles County Correctional Officer. Yay! So I'm so Great proud job, of my baby, 20 years old, trying to do, trying to keep his goals and mm -hmm. what he always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So. Charles County, you got my baby. Yes, Take care, my that baby. is amazing. Thank you, thank you. And I know, I know, he is so excited he about is. that because just you know to just. See him on the journey that he was on to get mm -hmm. here. It's and a it was blessing. a process. Yes, it, it was a process. process. And I just want to say to all parents out there, because I know um, a lot of parents have seniors and they're talking about college and things like that. Be honest, okay? College is not for everybody. Oh, yeah. Please, Please be honest with that. Please do not make your child feel as though that they have to do this. My son did go to college, um, which I knew wasn't for him, but this is what he said he wanted to do. Um, he went to college. He was a freshman starting on the basketball team, was a starting freshman, all of that. Got his little heart broken um, and messed up, and he felt like, 
he was a failure because he messed up in college. And then he sit down and told me after another semester of feeling like, mommy, this is not what I want. And I said, then who told you you had to do this? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever it is you want to do. I'm going to give you the foundation. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're grown now. You have to make the decision. So please, please, please don't force your child into thinking that college is the only way. There are many, many successful people that do not have a college degree. Absolutely. Hence, I don't have one. And I believe that I'm very successful. I'm mm -hmm. exactly where God wants me to be and still absolutely. using me. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I always tell people when people talk about success, it depends on how you look at exactly. success. <laughs> somebody could be successful just by graduating high school. Exactly. You know what I'm that saying? was that, their goal. Yeah, don't exactly. knock that. You know, you already, you making already their plans successful. for them. You're like, so I'm I'm so proud of him. So um, the weekend was more so just keeping his foundation, getting him prepared and um, having those conversations with him because he is 20, so he is right. young and going into a grown man's thing, you know, mm -hmm. to um, be in the detention centers and stuff like that. Um, so the weekend was more so about, um, you know, this family. You guys know uh, we, we're, we're still really... Uh, grieving the loss of my mom so it's really still hard for us to do it so we're just trying to learn how to cope and move and heal healthy that's what we um really trying to focus on um 85 days later we had an aunt passed away yesterday one of my great aunts so it's like the wounds are just not healing mm -hmm. um on our time you know mm -hmm. but i do know everything's in god's plan so um just keep us in prayers because we, we we definitely trying to trying to figure it out absolutely it takes time because this is a new norm for mm -hmm. you so you have to be able to um function through these especially these family times of holidays mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying at the end of the year every family is getting together and you notice those empty seats yeah you know what i'm saying so believe me and, and it's funny you understand. say that and that's what people need I, I i apologize to the people who invite me to stuff and i don't show up and you guys feel some kind of way um it's not personal it's something within me that i need to be able to deal with this is this is a whole first of everything. First Christmas without my mom, first New Year without my mom. I'm not ready to party and celebrate and come around a whole lot of people. Like, I'm not ready yet, you know? So I apologize. I have been apologizing, but today is my last day apologizing. <laughs> I'm not apologizing for being selfish with my time right now because I'm not mentally stable to be sitting amongst you and a whole lot of people right now. That's why it's so important for us as a culture of people because we don't even know how to grieve. Mm -hmm. We don't even know how to deal with people that grieve. And all of us are grieving something exactly. and we still don't know. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So I'd be glad when enough people come together to say, you know what? We're going to always deal with death. Let's learn how to grieve Amen. properly Amen. and healthy Amen. so we can stop always assuming that somebody is acting funny or doing something. Let people live and be who they mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And try to figure it out. I lost my mother unexpectedly. <laughs> I have four it's children crazy. who are all in therapy sessions right now, crying. Like, I don't have time to try to appease to whatever it is you want me to come to when I'm just trying to make it through the day. But see, because our culture have don't don't even know how to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? We we don't get therapy when right. someone dies in the family. They don't understand that that loss is going to affect you for the rest of your life and they expected you just to sweep it under the rug. Oh, grandma here today but she gone but ain't nobody in the house in the family saying, well, this is what's going on. Teaching them those five grieving stuff so they can understand why am I having these thoughts? Why am I mm -hmm. thinking like this why am I feeling like this but they we grow up and we don't give the proper things we need to in our household yep yep so I we agree. wouldn't even do that and we wouldn't keep on asking telling people asking people that just lost somebody how you doing please stop asking me that yes I'm not no. okay you don't yeah. need to ask me am I okay I'm not okay I will never be okay I'm going to learn how to deal but I'm not okay I'm 85 days in it today losing my mom so I know I'm not okay so don't ask me because I'm not okay. Yes. And every time you ask me, it's like just jabbing in it. Like, how do you expect me to be today? And, and you know what? This is definitely going to be God-led today because I tell y'all, um, remember um, in, eight, in um, 2018 when my grandmother died mm -hmm. and then my cousin died mm -hmm. two weeks after that. Then like a month later, one of my best friends I grew up with had died. And I'm like, God. Why are you showing me all this death like this? And I'm close personal because, you know, I was living with my grandmother in the house yep. and watched her pass the transition from days. Mm -hmm. Death just don't just be like that. It's a process mm -hmm. of death. And so and just to watch that and be so close up on it and then to see my friend, because remember I watched... I watched him die for th mm -hmm. um, two days, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, God, why am I seeing all this like this? And that's when God started showing me about grief, 
that we don't know how to grieve. I surely know I don't know And how. we need to be taught that because that's, it caused so much pain in people's life that they mm -hmm. don't even know that they grieve in something. And to understand that grief is so serious that you'll get those same emotional effects, whether somebody died, whether you lose a relationship, lose a job, your mm -hmm. dog died, mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how to grieve properly. And, and, I, and I, like my mother told me many things, but how to live without her is not... One of the things that I learned, you know, that's not, and like you said, I watched my mom. Like, I was with her when she took her last breath, you know. That's a whole train. So when I go to sleep, I just keep seeing the same stuff yes. over. So, you know, that's why I said today was the last day I'm going to stop apologizing for trying to heal properly within myself and trying to get, I'm not in counseling yet, which I will be soon, because I was so focused on getting my four children counseling mm -hmm. first. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a parent, so it's like I got to look out for my, my kids. But today, as I was driving here, I was like, you know what, I ain't sending no more apology texts. I'm not apologizing no more. Nobody, even if you lost a loved one, you don't know how I'm feeling because the way you grieve and the way I grieve is totally two totally different things or whatever. I I wanted empathy, like people that had not sympathy, but empathy for right. me. But people don't know the difference between the two. So I'm like, I ain't apologizing no more. I'm trying to be healthy for my children. My husband also was there and watched my mother pass away. You know what I'm saying? So it's like also he's grieving also. So I'm just like, you know what? As I was driving here, I said, I'm going to say on the air, I apologize one more time. And that was it. The apology word was not coming from me anymore. Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm, I'm and that's a, and, and, and that's come And that's a part of your healing. Yep. I need that's to a heal. part of your healing. You need to get to that place because I'm telling you, grief, when it, when it's death, the mm -hmm. death grief, it, it's, it's no joke because you are grieving a person that you love that has my, walked on this earth that has girl. been here. And now, and now in, in life we're taught to never say never, right? Mm -hmm. But when death comes, your mind now got to adjust to the word never. never. And that's traumatizing. Yep. That right there will send you into psychosis. Yep. Y'all know this God. I'm telling you, he, he helping somebody today. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, it would definitely send you into psychosis and people don't understand how thin that line is. Mm -hmm. Trust me. How thin that line My is. My life has, October the 12th at 1045 p.m., my life has forever changed. Mm -hmm. And I'm lit. I'm still counting days. I know someone told me, you need to stop counting days. That's not healthy. Healthy for who? Don't <laughs> tell me what's healthy for me. Don't tell me how I need to heal. I'm really trying to figure it out, but don't come to me like, oh, you know, I go I go visit my mother's grave a lot. I sit there like, you shouldn't do that. Don't tell me what I shouldn't do. I'm really trying to figure out what I should do, but I don't need you telling me what I shouldn't do. You don't understand what I'm feeling because I don't do what people, what some people do. Like, I'm not getting drunk. I'm not getting high. I'm not doing all that. You know, so on the that outside, outside, I'm looking day, like I'm exactly. So on the outside, I'm looking like, oh, she's still going to work and she's still out in the community. No, on the inside, I'm messed up. Mm -hmm. And a, a good friend, my good friend, mentor, manager told me, listen, it's okay to not be okay. And mm -hmm. then that's what that's when I really realized, like, you know what, I'm not okay, mm -hmm. and I need to be okay with not being okay. Mm -hmm. And whoever that that affects around me, I'm sorry, but. You can remove also from me because I don't have enough energy. I need strong people around me because I'm weak right now. And so if I can't have weak people around me when this is the first time in my life that I had to deal with something mm -hmm. like this, mm -hmm. my mom, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I have kids just waking up in the middle of the night crying, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm just at a point where 2020 clear vision, mm -hmm. is that what it is? Perfect vision. I say perfect vision. Well, I need to go get my vision checked. Mm -hmm. I see I'm twisting a little lens a little bit so I can have perfect vision of what it is that God has planned for me, what he needs me to do so that I can heal properly, so that my children can heal properly, so that my husband can heal properly because I'm someone I don't know anymore. Right. I lost a part of myself and I need to get a piece of it back so I can function properly. So. Amen. And that's the truth. That's the truth right there in it all is that you got to understand that, take the time for that. And no matter who say what, it's about you yep. and your peace. This is your peace that you're seeking to find. And can't nobody else feel that but God. And, and God only going to take you alone. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. only going to take you alone. Every time you hear from him, you alone. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, guys, um, that was powerful. God was talking to somebody. That was not even planned. Like, because I wanted to tell y'all about the situation <laughs> I had over the weekend with Prince George's County Police Department. But next week, I'm going to get them. Okay? <laughs> so, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to have our amazing guest here at the table. We're going to have Pastor L.K. Floyd of the Heart Changes Baptist Church out mm -hmm. of Silver Spring, Maryland. We'll be right back. Be right back, you guys. 
Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen you in a new, new year. year. I haven't seen you in a long couple of new years. I know. I haven't seen you in a long couple of new years. I know. I haven't seen you.
you in a couple of months. I yeah, think. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's, it's, I'm glad that you're here. But I'm um, glad to be on. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you're you for welcome. The invitation. We're excited to have you. You know, you are definitely a friend of ours and the show and everything, y'all. We love Pastor LK Floyd. Mm -hmm. He's a really good man. We love him. Mm -hmm. And he's doing his thing. Doing his thing. I appreciate it. He's doing his thing. I remember mean, <laughs> when we first met, y'all, he was the youngest and Help me out, Pastor. <coughs> uh, president of the Missionary Baptist Ministers Conference Washington, D.C. and vicinity. But I'm no longer the president. I'm a former president. I thank yes. God for that break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows. Lord knows I thank God for that break. Because now I can do what I want to do on Mondays. Mm. And uh, But I'm still serving the community, still serving um, the church. And also I'm still doing things, trying to stay socially engaged to be able to uh, focus on the least, the lost, and the left out. Okay. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. But a lot of times, those are the ones that, that we forget about. We do forget about yeah. them mm -hmm. ones. And, like, even with my church, we do a lot of uh, mission work, a lot of community outreach. Because one of the things I believe that is important for the church, not only to be in the church, but that the church will leave the four walls of the church. Because the church is not where we are. The church is who we are. Mm. And so when we do that, then we really are being the church. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And we be seeing what you're doing on Facebook. You mm -hmm. guys are definitely doing a lot for the community. So it's going to take all of us. Yep. Yeah. It's going to take all of us. Yeah, so we need to take we our communities you. back. Yep, yep. So before we went to break, and um, Pastor Floyd, you was um, heard me and Roz discuss, and we were talking about um, grief of how um, you know in our African American community that we wasn't really taught how to grieve he healthy, you know. So a lot of us are still um, going through trauma. Of, of death of loved ones, you know, and stuck in different places because we don't know. No one has never told us. Well, grief is a very, very interesting subject. I mean, when you talk about grief, everyone has dealt with it in their own way. Um, if you don't know, my brother uh, Rufus Bennett Jr. passed <clears throat> about three weeks ago. Oh wow! And Sorry so, um, well, actually, f about four weeks ago. And so, I had to deal with the grief process. And some of some of the part of of grief that we don't first really deal with is, is the first thing I think in is the denial process because yes. we're we're not really in reality that it really has happened yep. that it's really going on because in our mind we expect people to be with us always, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but from a biblical point of view that we all were born with a due date. Amen. We always talk about our birth date, but we do also have a due date and it's not based on age. It's not based on, you know, uh, this or that. Only God knows our due date, but while we're alive, we're supposed to make the best of our life. My brother was 41 years old, never had a sickness, never had a problem, never had an issue, never um, had anything wrong with him, and boom, like that. Mm -hmm. No cause. Still, all everything was included, but it was hard in the initial grief process because now first, am I in reality? Is this really yeah. happening? Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I didn't believe it was really happening until I saw him. And so sometimes you're like, is this really going on? Is this really happening? Mm -hmm. Is this really reality? Is this really real? And then you go through a part of denial. Then after that, people grieve differently. So some people may grieve um, before. Some people grieve during. Some people grieve after. And so I grieved before the day of i did not ha i didn't really grieve because you have i i felt like i had to be strong for my family mm -hmm. but then i began to grieve a little bit after as I, like like i'll see something that remind me of my brother and i'll i'll think about it and it caused me to break down but what i realized and i understand about grief is that i don't grieve as hard when i know the person have a relationship with the lord from mm. preacher perspective because mm -hmm. guess what they're not grieving mm -hmm. We're grieving, <laughs> so so that's one of the things, and and also in the in the grief as it relates to um, my brother and and having a relationship. The good thing is he before he uh, passed on, he had a relationship with God, and so he's not grieving. So I'm I I had to begin to wrestle with that within my own self. Am I being selfish? Right? Am I being self centered? That it's a me around me when realizing that God has a time. For everyone. So grief is a very interesting subject because most of the time we might have a loved one that's sick or have a loved one that's at the last stage of been sick for years, mm -hmm. but we want to keep them because mm -hmm. of how we feel mm -hmm. and not based on how 
how they feel. So those those are some some things, and it's gonna come from a different perspective for me because I'm looking at things from a different lens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I definitely, as far as my mom, I definitely I feel like well I know that um, she's in a better place, right? Mm -hmm. She like you know my mom definitely had a relationship with God and all that, and I know that her pain. I I know that she was suffering. My mom had COPD. She had it for years or what? Or have again this still happened unexpectedly because she had been living with it for years. So I'm not at that part where no. I wouldn't want my mom to continue suffering, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I do believe that her pain has ended. However, I still also believe that my pain has begun mm -hmm. because I haven't grieved this. And like you say, you have to be strong. I feel like I haven't had a chance to even have my process yet because I have four children. Mm -hmm. And some of you may know um, once my mom, you know, passed away, my sister had to be um, put in the hospital on suicide watch full yeah. time. So it's only me wow. and my sister, mm -hmm. you know, so I had to plan a funeral. I had to do all this and I had to show this this strong face for everyone and get this done because I'm like, one thing my mother knew about me is I'm going to get stuff done. Yes, yes. So I had to get stuff done, but in getting stuff done I didn't do what I need to do for myself. Mm -hmm. So now I'm 85 days in it like, listen, I got to stop. I got to do something because now I got to get what I need to do for myself for my healing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know? well, I would say this, the good thing is you actually know that you're grieving. Right. Mm -hmm. Because some people are in denial of the fact they're even grieving mm -hmm. or that is even bothering them. Mm -hmm. And then you have, that's where people have mental breakdowns yep. or mental instability. But the, the reality, one of the things that she said that was very point, pointed and pertinent is that need a break. Mm -hmm. And so you will never get over your mother. Never. You will never get, like I will never get over my never. brother. My brother, he used to, you know, I used to, he used to carry me on his back, you know, feed me, wear his hand-me-down clothes. You'll never get over it. But... You, you do need time to psychologically be able to deal with you, God, yep. and the reality of what has happened. That's right. That, because, that's, that's, the big, that's the part right there. Yeah. That's the part you have to get to because I know with me with burying my child, and you know, when it comes to grief, we all like, oh, my God, this is the greatest. You know what I'm saying? It's the most painful it's, um, um, thing to experience death of any loved one, right? Yeah. And so for me is that my, my daughter now has been gone for 12 years, but every day it can be like it happened yesterday. Yeah. Every day, any day I wake up and it's all because of my relationship with God and my, it's like God had, when I started going through all this death stuff with my sister, God put me on a path for all of this. And so like every time um, he gets me to studying things and trying to figure it out because what I understood, I asked him that for me, with me, my daughter going through this, that I want to be able to change legacy within my family. See, before it spreads out to everybody else, what I give, my goal is my family and my legacy. So I have to learn how to do all of this grief so I can then give that to my sons who are now taking care of my grandsons. That's how you change it. That's how you learn. You know what I'm saying? Well, from my perspective as, as a minister and as a preacher, with all the stuff that's going on in the world, I don't see how people don't have faith and don't have a relationship with the God and don't, you know, go to church because that's that's the release. Some people are mad at God. Yeah, I know. I but see, here's that. the thing. Being mad at God ain't going to help you. It sure ain't. <laughs> it's but, not going to help but, you. But, but, your, but, your but, but they still time. think that they, but they still say they hate God. So, I don't like so, God because my mama died. So for, for the thing, and people who say I hate God because my mama died, my father died, my sister died, my brother died, they they they're not reading the guide that says we all are gonna have to check out this place. This is that's a, a point in point of reality, and and God is too wise to make any mistake. Mm -hmm. He's too wise to make any mistake. One of the biggest things that I had that some of my sisters and brothers and even you know some people in my family they after my brother passed away they sat in the house and they were grieving. Yes, then they went to they were grieving, but never had a time. To have a spiritual release. Mm -hmm. Never had a time to praise and to worship and to 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 have a spiritual release. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Because if you bottle that thing up and you sit there and let that let that anger seep in, mm -hmm. the only thing you're gonna have, you're gonna be broken and never be better. You're gonna mm -hmm. be you're gonna be bitter. You're gonna be hurt. And and hurt will produce hurt. Yes, and it also internalized inside the body because of the distress of the body. Then it started um, 
cancers and things and like you that. And you check out just like the person that checked out before I, you. But you know what? And it's crazy. I'm so glad you said that because in our human mind, we don't think that we don't we don't we don't think that far enough to know that okay yeah. we can be next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think our minds push us that far to see it yeah. like that. It's all about like now. Yeah, and and I thought about some things even in my grieving process. And it's amazing that this is the topic today because this is new. This ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. This not nothing that just happened last year or two years. This happened like three, four weeks ago. My older brother. I mean, I don't have any more brothers now. I only have sisters. And so, wow. and with all this uh, happening, what God began to show me um, as it relates to the relationship of part of, part of it is that it's important to have a relationship with God. Yeah. Because how you handle things. Is basically how you, you sit how you see. Mm -hmm. You sit how you see. And so I have a rock to, crawl, to, to cry on. But, but here's the thing I had to think about. Does my brother want me to stop living because he's not living? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. will my brother want me to continue on to live in spite of what has happened to him? Mm -hmm. You follow me? Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to say where I'm at. I get all of that, but it's still a process. Mm -hmm. I know my mother would want me to go on. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I am mad at God. I will say that I'm spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally drained. Absolutely. I don't know what I am right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really still trying to process and figure out. So I would be a lie if I sit here and be like, I know that God don't make no mistakes. Da, da, da. Right now, that's not even what I'm hearing right now. That's mm -hmm. not even what my mindset is in right now. What I hear right now is my mother is gone. Absolutely. That's it. My mother is gone. My four kids are crying every day. Um, my husband is so disconnected. That's all I hear right now. I, I have not got to the process where I can deal with the other things yet. Right. And that's the thing I think sometimes when you when we go to the pastors and, you know, the ministry, they, they want to give you all of this, and I get it. But I'm like, listen to me right now. Mm -hmm. Like, don't feed me with all of this because I'm not, I'm not there because, today. Because what happens there is that when it comes like that, it becomes so cliche, Pastor yes. um, Floyd. It becomes so yes. cliche, like, oh, you, they're in a better place, and God, God don't, don't make no mistakes. Mistake. And we, we, we know all that, right? Yeah. But sometimes you got to say, you got to look at the reality. You got to know, like, for me, I, I say, well, God didn't make no mistake, no, but this person did because he murdered my daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just about seeing it in the, the reality of it. And that's why I say with, like, our culture, we have been robbed of that. You want to take a break? Well, well let, let me say, I just want to say something. Mm -hmm. I just want to say something. And I know it's a tough sub subject, but one of the things I think is important as I said, stating in the beginning, is to have that mental break. And and the problem is how I'm going to get that break. That's mm -hmm. the thing. And what it, what it sounds like, it, with with all the stuff, like you said, the baby's crying and all that, that's where a lot of the stress is continuing because now stress upon stress upon stress, and it's just building. It's mountain, it's mountain, it's mountain. And it is healthy to take a break. Mm -hmm. It is healthy to figure out how to take a break one day or, or schedule some time, at least a week to take a break. Because even for me in March... At the end, I'm taking a, a break so I can get away from my own mm -hmm. mental because I had not been able to properly grieve because I still have, I still had to go with pastor. I still had to do with, uh, you know, different, and, different things. And family. that's the part that still we're saying because we're so busy doing everything else. The grief part get lost, mm -hmm. and we're just continuing to walk around in pain, going through all these things. Yeah. And so that's why we got to teach a whole culture of people of how to deal with when people are just grieving. Like, let's just cut all the bull crap. Like, and and I know because I have. I have been on the other side of somebody grieving and not knowing what to say, and you just trying to find something to Sometimes say. Sometimes you don't have to just, say anything. Thank that's you. the perfect thing to that's say. That's the perfect answer. That's the to perfect me. thing to say. Just give them a hug. But but, just but give I them a will hug. say I'm this. I will say this. In the black community, one of the biggest problems we have in the black community is that we uh, think. You know, that it's a curse word to go see a psychologist or counselor. Yes. Because that's how we was taught. That's how yeah, we, we were taught. taught. Oh, we were oh, we, we told you it was crazy. You're crazy, if, you crazy if you go see it. No, actually, you're crazy if you don't. 
You crazy if you don't. <laughs> and we don't realize that until we're in it. That we're right. crazy if we don't. Right. That's it's, what we it's, realize. It's the reverse. It. So it's nothing wrong with going to see a counselor. Like, for example, you need to go see a grief counselor, somebody to talk to yes. about how to handle your grief. Yes. Because at the given moment, you may not be able to feel and figure out, okay, maybe I do need a break. Maybe the reason why the kids are normal, maybe the reason why the family is normal, maybe the reason is because I need a break. I Absolutely. need to stop. Yeah. I need to be on somebody's beach. I need to be at Surfside in Florida. I need to be, you know, somewhere else other than the environment I'm in to be able to allow my mind to rest. Because if I'm in this environment, then I'm going to continue to build that stress. And I'm already stressed. I'm already right. dealing with this. And so um, one of the things is I would suggest that anybody that's grieving that you can go see a counselor. Now, there are different kind of counselors. There's secular counselors. There's Christian counselors. But see somebody yes. that be able to help you process through the situation you're in. Now, when you go through counseling, it actually helps you in a better way than trying to figure it out on yourself, on Absolutely. your own. Absolutely. Because helps you, through you that may process. not be able to figure it out. It, it, it helps you through that process. Okay. It teaches you. It teach you about the cycle that you're in. It teaches you all of that. It's just like, you know, it, it's a thing that if you don't know, you don't know. You, you just don't know. But we got to get comfortable to say, okay, I don't know this. I am and being true to our feelings. Okay, I'm feeling something. I'm going through something. Let me just go see what this is about. Start your own research. Mostly everything, this is what I have learned to get so much out of your doctors. And I'm going to tell you all this. Before anything, do your own research because they respond to people that know their language. They respond to people that know their language. Talk to them. Get to know what's going on. Okay, get, uh, have some type of information of what you're going through. And that's exactly why I put my kids in counseling because I don't want them to grow up thinking that therapy is a bad thing, yes. right? I have four African American kids, and of course, we were. T I was told and got three boys who three like in, in our in our culture. You know, so many of our boys grow up um, holding their emotions in because you we know, were told that a man don't cry, cry and don't do that. Feelings. So all four of my kids are in there because I don't want them to be like me. Right. I'm gonna be honest, but I don't want them to be like me. I don't want them. But that's our job as parents. Is that I don't Every, want them to heal unhealthy or not know them. how. I want them to properly heal. So they have grief counseling. They also have relationship with the pastor because I feel like it's all together. Yep. Like it takes a whole a community. Full that, circle. That whole village. To, yep, the whole village. But you need a break. And and not only do you need a break, you need to grief counsel yourself. Mm -hmm. I know. So you'll be able to because here's the thing. The children will end up being able to handle and deal with it and you still will be irritated. Even at the, you'll be irritated. Then there might be a situation that come up that it may be a small situation, but it go boom. And when it blow up, I agree. it blows up. I, I'm not disagreeing. I yeah. definitely do agree. I, my husband and I just had this conversation because he said, listen, we sit down and talk about 2020. He was like, I need you to go to counseling. And mm -hmm. I looked at him and I was like, I know I need to go. He was like, no, I don't need you to know you need to go. Right. You need to go. I need, need you to, to go. go. Right. Like, get you've in been knowing you need to go. That's what I'm saying. Because you know, in everything that we do, in the work that we do, we always got the scenario of how they say when you're on an airplane and you have a child. Is that if something goes on and those oxygen masks drop down, you they tell you to put your mask on first. And then a you child. save yourself and then you save everybody. Can't else, save right? you if I can't, can't save me. I can't right. save somebody else would not save me it's like being poor it's like being poor uh, a, a poor man can't help another poor man that's right the only way uh, you can help a poor man is by being a rich man mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. i can't give you nothing i don't have nothing nothing can't give you nothing i don't have yeah i can't give you nothing i don't have and so the same thing when it comes to counseling you can't you can't help somebody else till you get yourself help mm -hmm. and that's the thing because mm -hmm. everything gonna go top down mm -hmm. everything leadership is top down that's right when if you go to church it's top down when you go talk about at your job your job is top down mm -hmm. when you're talking about academically it's top down when even in the house it's top down so if 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 your husband is straight and then you still going through your motion your most part and having to have counseling then the children it's a missing link and that's the in between so it goes from the top down and so it's important. It's, it's important for everybody to really go through counseling. And not just for grief. Right. If you have any type of problems mm -hmm. that you have, you should see somebody that can help you and stop trying to figure things out. Yeah. Because yeah. the only person that we end up hurting is ourselves because we not have not been able to funnel through 
what the actual issue may be. Yeah, and we're living in a generation now that has, man, we're going to get on spiritual religion, is that we're living in a generation now who has finally um, waking up to a new conscious of um, spirituality when it comes to religion. Because with religion, religion will have people, I know from, I have watched my gener my grandmother and aunts and them when it came to God, it was always that, you know, when you go through something, you could just pray. And, like, it could just pray everything away. And so what we have learned now is that it was another part to that. Always pray, most definitely. You you get your, you, you pray, but then what is that action that's going to be behind the prayer? Mm. It always has to be an action on your part behind the prayer. Can't pray to lose weight and keep on eating all day. Exactly. You can pray all day. God, <laughs> you know, I ain't going to do all that. But you know, we're going to do that. So, But it takes an action to push the prayer. And so for a long time in religion, we didn't know that because I grew up in the church and I never heard it. Heard. Never. Counselor? Counselor. Never heard. You talked yeah. to the pastor and whatever he agreed to, that's what you went with. But yeah. he is a mighty counselor, though. But, but, <laughs> but, even, but, 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 but know, we all know now that if he's not educated in, in, in the psychological thing of the brain and how it works and stuff, then he's going to be just like me. He's going to be going off of what he experienced. Well, a lot of times uh, in churches, uh, you do need, there's two different things. There's, there's counseling and there's pastoral care. Mm -hmm. So counseling is when you see someone who may be specialized in a specific concentration to be able to give you wise advice and counsel. Pastoral care is the same, is, 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 is a part of the same, it's the same car but just have different color wheels. Mm -hmm. Because pastoral care is from a spiritual point of view that I'm trying to help you spiritually get through. Like, for example, if you come to me and I'm talking about pastoral care, I'm going to say, all right, let me pray with you. How are you feeling? What's mm -hmm. going on? The counselor may say, uh, they may not do as much prayer, but they're going to do, okay, when did you start feeling this way? Mm -hmm. How did you start feeling it? So it's important to have a little bit of both. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. agree. But I then totally you have agree. some pastors who uh, are both equipped mm -hmm. to do pastoral care and counseling, mm -hmm. but it just depends on the pastor. Absolutely, and his and his and his field, his background. Absolutely, and see, now we're waking up to a new day of that. You have more educated pastors. I, uh, my pastor used to drive. <laughs> why am I great? <laughs> but I'm sorry about that. But my pastor, he didn't he didn't do all that. He drove a tr um, taxi cab for a living. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Not saying that he was an ignorant man by a long shot, but just the qualifications yeah. have changed. Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing. I mean, no, they had educated pastors back then. They had pastors who were not educated. They, I think the thing is not education as more as expertise. Mm. Because that man in that cab can teach you way more oh, than somebody with some degrees. Oh, he got a lot of degrees. Oh, yeah. He, listen, let me tell you something. I don't he, have a degree. Shoot, when, I don't but, have a degree, because so when, Because when you down and out... You're going to need somebody to come in there and pray with you. Mm -hmm. And he's going to take that same cab, yeah. show up at that hospital and pray for Take that same cab, go to your mama's house and tell them your mothers or your fathers or your cousins or your sisters. Tell them everything's going to be all right. So I don't think it's necessarily – education is important, but I think uh, it's the expertise that the person has because there are some people who – um, go to go to places where the church, the pastor has ten degrees, mm -hmm. but won't speak to them. You know, what mm, I'm saying have ten degrees, you but better. you're sick and not going to visit. You got you twenty degrees, but it's not <laughs> going to be there when you need them. That's true. And so those are different. I'd rather have a pastor that ha has a drive a taxi cab and come visit me when I'm sick. Oh, yeah, he will. He did. See, I don't want you <laughs> to think. somebody got ten degrees and I got to make an appointment. I don't want you to think I'm getting caught up that he drove a taxi cab. No, I just want to make a point. Oh, okay. I get your point. I was just getting ready to say that just from that old culture. Yeah, yeah, got It was just the old culture of what it was. That's what I'm saying. I did rather. Like I said, he was a very, um, very intelligent, smart man of God. All very intelligent. I learned a lot from him as a kid i grew up under his um pastor as a kid but what i'm saying is that is because of that generation we are still we're not that far from that and the reason why i say that is because before i i, I did all this stuff mm -hmm. i used to drive tax gas <laughs> <laughs> so he took it real Everyone. <laughs> and that's 
true. He, oh. He's always come visit everybody at the house and everything. But no, I wasn't saying I'm about that. Around. I'm messing around. But that yeah. is true. Some of these pastors have gotten so far removed from yes. what it is they really supposed to do. So yeah. I get it. If mm -hmm. you if you driving a taxi, but you're going to come visit me when I need you, but you got 10 degrees and... I got to shake your assistance, 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 assistance hand, and I never even get to see you. I'm going with the taxi I went day. to I went to a I'm church. I, I stayed at a church for six years, and in a church, the, um, they, they had no funerals and no weddings. The pastor said they wasn't doing them. So if I would have died in that six-year period of me giving my tithes to that church, then I would have had to search for another church to even have my funeral. Well, here's the thing. You joined it. I know. <laughs> You joined. I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I know. And so, but when you when you know better, you do better. So as mm -hmm. you learn, when you like, I and, was and, doing but that. But the one thing what I learned, the one thing what I loved about it, I loved about it because it was like we studied a lot. Yeah, we studied a lot. So I read a lot of books and did a lot of things. That that's what really caught me. But as I started growing in God, <laughs> God removed me. Well, I'll tell you this: one of the things is a paradigm shift in the church because. Just the fact of grief and, and the fact of going through issues and struggles and problems. A lot of people are moving from the mega church and moving to the community church mm -hmm. and moving to the churches where you can identify with the past. You can shake their hand. A lot of millennials are actually moving from the mega church, moving to churches where people, would, you know, that the past know your name. Yes. Where if you get sick, they're going to call you. Yeah. If you you need if if your mama sister brother father cousin brother that somebody gonna call you send a card and and he might even come visit you say how you doing or she yeah. or but but it, it's it's a paradigm shift because sometimes we get caught up in grand and glorious not realize mm -hmm. that there are some people who got assigned to us specifically mm -hmm. and we don't want to miss that because when you're going through. That's when. That's really when the pastor counts. When you're yeah. going through, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's not absolutely. just a Sunday morning worship. Yep. When you're going through, can somebody say, you know what, everything's gonna be all right, mm -hmm. you know, or, or or when you're going through, someone say, you know, I'm I'm praying but like, for. I was gonna say, so like so you so said, so. just somebody to pray with you. Mm -hmm. Like that was huge for me when when my daughter passed. I had so many people was trying to give me drinks. I had people trying to give me marijuana. They wanted to take me out. They wanted to do everything. And only one group of sisters came to that house. And these wasn't even my best friends I was rolling with. You know they wasn't praying. Yeah. <laughs> but it was another group of sisters that I knew. They came. The first thing they came to the door, they went, let me pray with you. Yeah. Another sister another sister that was that was into God said, you know what? Are you sleeping at night? I know you're not. Once I put my son in the bed, I'm going to come here and just sit up with you. I'm going to sit across from you. That's mm. it. And she did it. And that was somebody else's friend. Mm. It was none of my friends. It was nobody that I rode with. It was nothing. But God had a team lined up for me, though. Well, did God show you needed some new friends? What? <laughs> Let me Let tell, me tell you, you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I have really learned about friendship, relationship. And all that as of October the 12th at 1045 Yeah, that's PM. what death does. Literally, I've had people who I thought would be right there with me wasn't there. People who I didn't even expect to be there sat right on my couch and said nothing to me because I didn't want to say nothing. Mm -hmm. And when, they, when I wanted a hug, they was right there to hug me. And when I wanted to cry, they just handed me the tissue. And when I wanted to talk, they was there to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Not the circle I thought was mm -hmm. going to be there, some of them, but not the circle I thought. And I looked around and I said, my God. All this time, I was trying to figure out how I was going to remove people that you didn't want in my life. And look, they just all pluffed away. Mm -hmm. mm. All of them just went away. And then so now it's different. Like like you said, you just wanted somebody to come in. And I do like the church I go to because it's a small church. And when my mom passed away, in come my pastor and everybody in my congregation. They were just, it was like a revolving door. Mm -hmm. They all just kind of walked through that. Mm -hmm. And I needed that. I didn't need to set up an appointment with the pastor. I needed a pastor to come see me. Right. Because I ain't come even got the strength to even make an appointment mm -hmm. to see anybody's mm -hmm. pastor, you know. So, mm -hmm. I mean, those things I definitely, like you said, you want your pastor when you need him. Not about Sunday, but when you when it's a time when you need him. But yeah. it is important to notify your pastor, though, because he, he, sometimes the pastor be moving, 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 moving. <laughs> I know I be moving, moving, moving. So please, uh, tell appointment and call. Yeah, you be moving, moving, moving. But if somebody called you and said that one of your um, congregants, something has happened. And that's what happened. My, yeah. my oh, husband called. Move all around. Okay, yeah, pause it, and you're going to go take my husband, yes, my husband yes. called and told my pastor, and our pastor. And he showed up. Yeah, Because he wouldn't know unless you called.
Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, he knew. Now, My husband now, told him and he showed up. Now, yeah. if, if he knew, then that's the whole different. Yeah, yeah so. He brought chicken, I, too. I, I <laughs> <laughs> you, what do you want? Some, some, some uh, white? I just wanted some bread. <laughs> Can we pass the bread? I just wanted bread. Yeah. Like, I don't eat chicken. Look at her. She's feeling better now. <laughs> She's feeling better. Yes, I am. We weren't even, we even going to be talking about we this. Was I not, tell you, this we was, was not, was not we on the list to even uh, but talk I do about, appreciate but I'm glad it. I do appreciate it. And I appreciate that I got some of the things I need to say out because um, McKeon said it best because I was not trying to be disrespectful at all. But it has gotten cliche when sometimes when you speak to pastors and the first thing they say, God doesn't make no mistake. You know God love you. He doesn't. I know all of that. But today I just need you to listen so I can cry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but a lot of things is not what is said; it's how we receive it, mm -hmm. and when we receive it. So something can be absolutely one hundred percent right, but if we're not in in the Amen. posture to receive it, mm -hmm. it'll be one hundred percent wrong. Mm -hmm. So it, it so yes. so so that is it's not necessarily what the pastor is saying. It's the timing. It's the timing. It's not just the timing either. What it's the it? place that you're in when it's said. Which is my timing. Yeah, yeah. Place and time. Because you may never be able to receive it. Some people, that some may people be may be at some point in their life where no matter what, they're not going to be able to receive it, That's right? True. And and I have I, I know that because key, I, so. yeah, absolutely, I am in. Um, I, I've, I've witnessed a lot of grieving moms. I yeah. see. I know a lot of grieving moms, and it's just like that. Some of them are well. They they say out their mouth that you know I don't want to move from this place, that place of pain and what has happened. You know, it's hard for them to do that. It's hard for them to move away from there. Mm -hmm. Some people still have um, rooms decorated, you know, with their child. You know, it's a lot of things where people go through. That's why we have to be so sensitive because we don't know who going through what. Yeah. Now, all we got to do is get to understand that everybody is grieving something. Yeah. And be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You ain't got to know what I'm going through, but just understand that you know I'm going through something. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you made a powerful point. It may be the right thing, but just at the wrong. Absolutely. I'm not even hearing it how you're saying it. My perception of what you're trying to give me right now is I, I block it. And that's, well, that came to the thing. It makes me shut down. It makes you shut even down. Even when I get the message like, you know, the cliche message. Sorry for your loss. I'm praying for you. Did you really pray for me? Because that's just what we say. Mm -hmm. You ain't thought no more about me after mm -hmm. you sent that message. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So then I started shutting down with all the people saying that I'm praying for you and I'm here for you. If I need you, my mom died. I need you. Mm -hmm. It's not I'm here for you. If you need, I need you. Mm -hmm. My mom is gone. I can't cook dinner today. Mm -hmm. I can't tell my daughter how to not cry at night. I can't hold my son. I need you. So mm -hmm. don't tell me I'm here if you need me because I'm telling you my mom is gone. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then, but then the thing about it is... Um, when you say, some people say that, well, I'm here when you need me, but sometimes you got to, it's the being able to articulate what you need. You don't know what you need, and though. Exactly. Because everybody is not, so if, if, if I say I'm here when you need me, and and you say I need you, but I don't know what you need. So you say, I need you to do this, do that, that. But you, at that point, even still, it's going to be a disconnect because you mentally can't even tell them what you need because right now you're confused about what you need. Just sit here until I figure but, it out. But from a, from a pastoral <laughs> perspective, in a real sense, I know one thing is that we only can receive as much as we are able uh, we able to retain. For example, in different points, times, and seasons of our lives, we can receive different things. Mm -hmm. So as it relates to, like, it's like me telling my congregation, you know, well, you know, you need to cut out doing, doing this and don't be getting drunk. And, and, and people are like, okay, but they still sad that they're going to get drunk, you know. But then when they live a pop, they're like, Pastor, you know, you got a point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or it might be like, get your finances in order and, you know, be a good steward over your funds. But then when you broke, busted, stuff that can't be trusted, then you're like, okay, you got a point. Mm -hmm. So even with grief, <laughs> you know, even with grief, you know, there's a point where somebody may, might say, well, you know, go see a counselor. But when you're sitting in, you know, by yourself, lights off, one day it's like a pop, like, you know what, I need a counselor. Mm -hmm. And so... It, it's a thing of everything is about how you, which, where, where, where you sit, how you see, where you are. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what I need. One minute I was crying, the next minute I'm laughing. One minute I need a hug, the well, next minute I don't. I can't. I cannot honestly articulate what it is that I need because what I need changes by the second. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I appreciate the people who sat on my couch. Some spend the night with me, a couple spend the night. Because when I wanted to laugh, they laughed. And when I wanted to cry, I cried. When I mm -hmm. wanted to binge watch whatever dumb TV show I was watching, that's what they did. Because you just really don't know. I can't even 
know how to tell you what it is. And right now, I know I need a break. And, and <laughs> yes. I know, and I'm, I I'm going to say this because I know sometimes, like when it comes to grief, I know and a lot of times we lose different friends and stuff and people, even family members. We um, lose different family members because okay. of um, maybe they didn't say something right to us. Maybe they came, maybe they didn't like or something. But we got to understand that everybody plays a certain part. Like the ones that we want to play. Because what we got to realize is that it's not about us. It ain't what we need. It's what God needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the things what we need, it don't happen because that's not what God needs. So when it comes to people, he got certain people like, them people that was all around me that time when my daughter died, I see none of those people now. Going to I, see, and I, see, I, I see none of them. But they was there for me at that moment, and I learned to appreciate them for that moment, and I would love them forever. They ain't got to walk with me every mm -hmm. day because their time was up. Mm -hmm. They played their part in my life. And so that's why I look at it now from a point like because this weekend I had spent some time with some old friends that I thought that I was, was through with them. Mm -hmm. But now they in my life again, so I'm like, okay, God, and what does this season bring? What 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 I well, learned? Well, some people are in season, seasonal. I, everybody is. Everybody is in somebody's life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Sometimes people don't want to um, believe it when they send it to somebody else, but you are too. You are a season, a reason, and a lifetime. Everybody ain't gonna walk with you at all times. Everybody ain't gonna do or give you what you need. But I guarantee you, God gonna have somebody there for you. It may not be who you want, but he gonna have somebody there for you. My season has changed, so that's it. It, it just it just grows over time. See, I'm older than both of y'all. You know, I gotta throw you because you know I always say something. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just speaking from experience because now I'm in a whole different realm of life. I didn't have my 50th birthday. So I'm about to say that you so didn't have 50. So, <laughs> yeah, so life now looks totally different from me when I was 38. Where's my invitation? When I was 39. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Life is totally different. It was the 39-year-old oh. McYon wouldn't even been sitting right here doing none of this. And look, you 39 and you doing it. 30-year-old <laughs> McYon wouldn't have been sitting here doing this. I just this. turned 39. One so, year and yes. I'm in so, one month in. <laughs> so just life just changes, guys. And so with me, you know, God is just showing me so much more. And, you know, because... In life, things change. People come, I've lived long enough for people to come back and forth and back and forth. And what I all what God showed me when I started my own personal journey learning him and not what my grandmama taught me and my aunts and them taught me, but what I learned for myself. Now he speaks to me and he shows me things and I ain't got to worry about nobody else. You know what I'm saying? I trust that the voice that I hear is him and I move when he say move. There you have it. So we gotta be. We gotta make sure that that's what we're doing at all time because life is always evolving. Yeah. Well, I'm 39. I'm still growing. So. Oh uh, yes, I feel Lord, how sis. I feel. Yes, Lord, sis. <laughs> I feel how I feel. Yes, and seasons have changed. And like I said last week, I want there's room at the top for all of us. I want us yes. all to eat. Everybody just not eating at the table with me. Yes. Doesn't mean I don't want you to eat. Just saying you're not eating at the table. And that's true. And that's just and how that's, I am. And that's protecting your, yep. your your space and your peace of mind. Yep. That, that's just all what it is. In 2020, that perfect be taken vision. personal because perfect. that's just space and peace. Everybody wants their peace. And then my and perfect you vision, I need it. anybody's peace, then you have to accept that you yep. have to move Amen. on. Amen. That's the bottom yep. line of that. Yep. So, Pastor um, Floyd, can you definitely tell them how they can get in contact with you? Well, Pastor L.K. Floyd, you can reach me on Facebook at L.K. Floyd, L.K. Space Floyd, L.K. Floyd, Instagram, <laughs> L.K. Floyd. Also want to share um, that I have a book coming out on yes. March the 6th, Friday, March 6th, From Doubt to Destiny, Understanding Your Purpose, Understanding God has a plan, and we're having a a, a, a book release on March the sixth and a birthday party together. Okay, so we would love for you all to come on March the sixth, and so we're looking forward to that. And so you can reach me on Facebook, LK Floyd, Instagram, LK Floyd, or you can email me, Pastor LK Floyd, Gmail dot com. Awesome! Congratulations! And you can visit me <laughs> on Sunday at at, at, at Heart Changes Baptist Church, one two two zero one New Hampshire Avenue, Silver Spring, Maryland, Ooh. at ten. A.M. for our Sunday worship service. Amen. Ross? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Manly's Blended Family. You can email at Manly's 
Blended Family at Outlook.com. My website, manlysblendedfamily.com. Sorry, I just had a moment. Manlysblendedfamily.com. <laughs> Yes. And you guys know you can always follow me on Instagram and Facebook at NBA Speaks. Check out my website, nbaspeaks.com. We want to thank you guys again for tuning in. Everybody on Facebook, hello. Yes, hey, everybody on Facebook, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Please, 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 we actually, please share this video, guys. You know, you never know who you may be helping, someone that's really in a really dark place right now. So, you know. It's all about sharing the knowledge, guys. So definitely share the video. We want to thank you for watching. We want to thank our sponsors, Manly Blended Family, and also the Lakeisha Brown Foundation. We will be back next week with another amazing guest. Thank you for watching, and good night. Good night. Have a good one. <laughs>